0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Nat Jabart. It's going to be episode 73 of The Informed Catholic. Episode 73 of The Informed Catholic. And today we're going to do the readings for Thursday, the second week of Lent. The Thursday of the second week of Lent of 2021. So... um, Please subscribe and share to the podcast will be a great help. So let's begin with our prayer, the act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kiri eleison, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Okay. Um, let's say the prayer of the intercession for the saints. Uh, Holy Mary, Queen of the Rosary, please pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the Church, terror of demons, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. And... St. Thomas Aquinas pray for us, St. Augustine pray for us, St. Jerome pray for us, St. Ambrose pray for us, St. Athanasius pray for us, St. Peter pray for us, St. Paul pray for us, St. Andrew pray for us, St. Thomas pray for us, St. John the Apostle pray for us, St. Mary Magdalene pray for us. Lord, please bless this readings, bless this podcast readings. May it open the hearts and mind of people to seek Jesus Christ and to be received in the church for conversion. And please, Lord, let the readings of the sacred scriptures touch our hearts and convert our souls so we may be transformed into your image. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. All right. Uh if you hear a dog in the background, that's my neighbor's dog upstairs. He's not a quiet one, obviously. All right. So, uh the entrance to antiphon, Psalm 139. Test me, O God, and know my thoughts; see that my path is not wicked, and lead me in the way everlasting. Test me, O God, and know my thoughts; see that my path is not wicked, and lead me in the way everlasting. Test me, O God, and know my thoughts. See that my path is not wicked, and lead me in the way everlasting. Okay, so let's move on. Okay, we're going to get a reading from Jeremiah today again. Cool. All right, let's. It's Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 to 10. A curse on those who trust in mortals, a blessing on those who trust in the Lord God. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys... No changes of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its root into the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress but still bears fruit. More uh, torturous than all else is the human heart. Beyond remedy, who can understand it? I, the Lord, alone probe the mind and test the heart to reward everyone according to his ways, according to the merit of his deeds. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, let's look at it one more time. A reading from the book of the Prophet Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 5 and 10. Curse on those who trust in mortals, a blessing on those who trust in the Lord God. A reading from the book of the Prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no changes of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In a year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. More... Torturous than all else is the human heart, beyond remedy. But who can understand it? I, the Lord, alone, uh, probes the mind tests the heart. It rewards everyone according to its ways, according to the me- according to His ways. He rewards everyone. To reward, I, the Lord, alone, probe the mind, test the heart, to reward everyone according to His ways, according to the merit of His deeds. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Okay. This is a very interesting uh reading here. It is. I like this passage of Jeremiah. Okay. So I think of uh the passage here. Uh I think of Psalm one. It has the same exact uh almost uh Uh, sort of poetry, um, images. Thus says the Lord, curse the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. That's a lesson for us not to trust, to put our faith in human beings. I don't know if you heard recently now with the uh, Supreme Court. The Supreme Court uh, judges they didn't want to hear the case of the uh, fraud, the election fraud with Texas and Pennsylvania from Republicans. They dismissed it. And some of them were uh, were ones that we defended, uh, like Amy Coney Barrett, surprisingly. And this tells you never trust. Never put your trust or faith in someone. She really disappointed us. She leaned with the liberals. They dismissed the election case and that teaches you a lesson just because someone happens to be a Catholic or belongs to a group of people called the people of praise. Now she probably will give us a good reason why she did it. I don't know, but to me, that was, that was an insult to those voters. Just think that there was no need to hear it after, after what happened. No, no, we don't, we, 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 we we now I'll tell you this as a Catholic, no more. I will not put my faith anymore. I, I, I didn't put my faith before, but I wanted to believe that good can good. I wanted to believe that there were people out there of faith. But I realize now serving government corrupts people. Being in public office, it's treacherous. Temptation. And it teaches me a lesson because Thomas More He served in government. He he was a faithful Catholic, good faithful Catholics, good faithful Christians, Christian men and women, Catholics. Whoever you're going, either you're going to become corrupt, or you're going to be, you know, you're you're going you're going to get killed. They're gonna they're gonna push you out. I don't trust government anymore. I'm sorry, I don't trust them anymore. I I really real I really believe now. That you cannot trust. Government is like a false idol God. It is a false idol God. The media is a false idol God. The banking system is a false idol God. The cities are false idol God. You can't trust any of these things. And, and, and you, God help you if you, you know, if you're in them, if you're trying to do good, you really want to believe that you think you can change things, you can change human beings. No, I wish that dog would stop, but he doesn't, doesn't want to. Anyway, it's just constantly, it it, it just, I couldn't believe it when I, when I heard that. So, no, yeah, she's a Catholic. So what? So what? So she's part of a charismatic group. So what? Look what happened. She gets in there and look what happened. She obviously either, she's not strong enough or she was never sincere. You know, and it goes on here. <clears throat> um, He's like, you know, one who trusts in it, in, in the government. All right um okay thus says the lord curses the man who trusts in human beings who seeks his strength in flesh don't don't do not seek your, your your strength in the flesh in in the physical body no whose heart turns away from the lord and such a person is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no changes of season but stands in a lava waste a salt and empty earth so people like that are barren of or empty of faith or empty of of God in their heart and then he goes on from there blessed is the man who trusts in the lord whose hope is the lord he is like a tree planted beside the waters like the first psalm that stretches out its root in the stream It fears not the heat when it comes, its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit, still bears fruit. More treacherous than all else is the human heart. Beyond remedy, who can understand it? I, the Lord, alone probes the mind and the heart to reward everyone according to to his ways according to the merit of his death uh, of, his, of his deeds according to the merit of his deeds so remember Psalm 1 let me see if I can pull it out it's, it's a beautiful Psalm here it is blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the company of scoffers rather the law of the Lord is his joy and on his law he meditates day and night He is like a tree planted near streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaves never wither. Whatever he does prospers. But not so are the wicked, not so. They are like chaff driven by the wind. Therefore the wicked will not arise at the judgment, nor will sinners in the assembly of the just. Because the Lord knows the way of the just, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. It's it's almost the same thing. You know, you can see the, the, um, the relationship with, with, with that. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its root in the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. More tre- treacherous than all else is the human heart. Beyond remedy, who can understand it? I, the Lord, alone probe the mind and test the heart. To reward everyone according to his ways, according to the merit of his deeds. See the relationship. This is this is this is what we have to be. We have to be like a tree. We have to bear fruit, good years or bad years. Good government or bad government, it doesn't matter. Good politicians or bad politicians, who cares? Put your trust in the Lord, forget about them. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm still a Trump supporter, but I'm going to be careful because we have no control of these things. We have no control. I, that dog, unbelievable. <laughs> I have no control of that either. All right. Well, that's the lesson. All right. Let's let's uh, let's move forward. <laughs> Lord, help me. Okay. And actually, what follows next is Psalm 1. So, I didn't pay attention to below, so I didn't uh, look at everything ahead of time. So I was right. So you see, the if you know the scriptures, you can see the illusion. It's there. You can the relationship. The word illusion is wrong, but you can see the 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 references. Okay. So blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Blessed is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord and and meditates on his law day and night. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. He is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Not so the wicked, not so they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. It's, it's, it's a very important thing that we have to. We have to, even with bishops, we can't put our faith in bishops or priests but we can we can we can hope that they believe we have to pray that we have good because look at our clergy look how corrupt they are and oh that dog well anyway let me, let's continue to ignore it we have to put our faith in people with sincere hearts with sincere faith we have to and that's important we have to we have to put our faith in something like that. We have to believe in it. I hope this doesn't ruin the podcast. But anyway, that's what we have to believe. We have to look towards that. So we have to um, we have to realize we don't want to be a barren tree. We don't want to be um, uh, dead leaves. We don't want to be a dead tree. We want to bear fruit. We need to bear fruit. We need to... Uh, bear fruit of faith, uh, bear, you know, the virtues, faith, hope, and love. And we need to grow and we need to live the faith. I don't want to be this modernist Catholic that explains everything with psychology and looks at the faith as a, as a secular humanist. Thing. That's not what I believe. I am a Catholic who believes in the full supernatural i believe in it i believe in the virgin birth i believe in the in the resurrection i believe in the miracles i believe in the prophets i believe in the in in the in the miracles of the old testament i believe all those things i believe in creation i don't have to know all the details of creation i don't have to know any of those things those things you know yeah maybe some of them are all right but you know what it doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me and the problem is you've got all these people who, who put their faith too much in this world because, and they still want to call themselves Catholics. They still want to call themselves Catholics. Well, no, no, absolutely not. I don't think they have become a stumbling block. People like, like Nancy Pelosi and, 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 and Joe Biden, all they have become a stumbling block to the faith and all these clerics, these corrupt clerics who, who, who look at the church as their piggy bank have also become a stumbling block. And I will pray. I will pray that the Lord will remove these people so they can stop being a stumbling block to others. And so that there will be more, more people can have faith and be, be people with with sincere faith. You hope and they pray, but there will always be people like them around. Unfortunately, just like there was a, a Wolsey during the time of Thomas More, just like you're going to have, A Judas, every generation there's always going to be a Judas, and that's and that's unfortunate. All right, let's move on. All right, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. First, let's read the verse before the Gospel, Uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Blessed are they who have kept the word with a generous heart and yield a harvest through perseverance. Okay, and the reading is. Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. G- good things came to you and bad things to Lazarus. Now he's comfortable while you are in agony. And Jesus said to the Pharisees, there was a rich man who, who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And laying at his door was a man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores when the poor man died. He was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and and was buried. And from the netherworld where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames." Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great Chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Let's read it one more time. Okay. A reading from reading of the gospel according to saint luke chapter 16 verse 19 to 31 good things came to you and bad things to Lazarus. now he is comforted while you are in agony jesus said to the to the pharisees there was a rich man who dressed in purple and garments and fine linen dined sumptuously each day and lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus." covered with sores who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried from the nether world where he was tormented. He raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus, Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. Now he is comforted here. Whereas you are tormented, moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that that he may warn them, lest they come to this place in a torment. But Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, oh, no, father Abraham. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The gospel of the Lord prays to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Abraham's bosom. I love the story. I love it. I really do. This is the, this is one of the beautiful parables that Jesus. Um, I think one of the most beautiful, just just fantastic. I mean, to me, I think it's right up there with the sower, because it really makes you think. And ever since I started doing the uh, the readings from the missal, I really have to say I've been paying attention. The small portions do help. They do help, and they do help for you to meditate. This one here about the rich man who dressed in purple garments like royalty. The man thought he was royal and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores who would gladly have been, have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Remember the, the, uh, the Syria Phoenician woman whose daughter was possessed and Jesus said, it is not good to give the children's food to the dogs. And she responded, yes, Lord, but even the, the dogs get some of the scraps from the children's table. So it, 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 it reminded me of that passage. And then of course, uh, they both died. Now, Jesus said the man was rich. He didn't say the man was royal. The man, the man, the man had purple robes made for himself because he believed he was royalty. He saw himself as royalty, and he lit and he dined sumptuously. So we can imagine he ate well, and he pro- probably it showed, you know. I mean, most of us who are, what do you call it, not royal today because we don't we don't move around as much, and I'm guilty of overweightness, but obviously, and the thing is, it's it obviously shows in um in the story the way jesus saw things i mean he's a master of, of weaving these tales together being the son of god it's just beautiful when you read when you read it then lazarus goes to the bosom of abraham the bosom of abraham is heaven paradise and the rich man goes to the netherworld the the netherworld wow can imagine the imagination of the audience back then because they're different from ours back then they were they were familiar with these stories these tales by storytellers and i'm sure there were like people on the streets who told stories and people paid them for for their stories like in any in like among greeks the greeks and and among the Arabs, you know, there were those who were storytellers, master storytellers. And Jesus obviously was very familiar, were very familiar with that. But his is not a story. His is a parable, a lesson. He's a rabbi who's using these imageries to convey a message. And so he says, the netherworld. Now the rich man was being tormented in the flames. And it says here. And, um, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. That's the rich. That's Lazarus carried away by angels. (laughs) And, you know, of course, Lazarus had sores on his body from living off the streets and unsanitary conditions, infections, maybe beatings, um, Maybe you know from lice and other, other things living in poverty, and then he was carried and then he died and he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld where he was tormented, Jesus doesn't even bother to mention whether he was carried away by angels or demons. You could probably leave that to the imagination there, right? Mostly, you know. And then he goes on to say that from, from the um. Uh, from the nether world where he was tormented, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to the deep to dip the, dip, uh, the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for, my, for I am suffering torment in these flames. So either he was in a lake of fire or he was in some. Some pit with flames, but you you can leave it for the imagination. And Abraham, Abraham, father Abraham uh, replied, my child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. So even though Lazarus was living in poverty on the street. It didn't mean that he couldn't go to hell. He could have been a mean, nasty homeless guy. You know, we've all seen them. We even seen the ones who were mad. Lazarus on, on one hand uh, was probably just was supposed to be a man he could have still been pious, even though he he looked filthy and smelled and and uh, Nobody wanted to associate with him. I remember a story of a homeless man I read in, um, what was it, Our Sunday Visitor, I think it was, or um, The Registrar. I can't remember. I used to go to a place near my job in the Upper East Side on Sundays when I used to work on Sundays called, um, it was a parish, a parish by the name of St. Thomas More beautiful little it's a little 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 church small inside wood very had an angle And and used to be an episcopal black church once a long time ago and they have this beautiful stained glass window of christ at the door carrying a lamp with a crown a crown a beautiful crown that's almost like thorns on his head knocking on the door and the door didn't have a handle so the person had to open up from inside it was a beautiful stained glass window and um I remember the story in the in the in the in the article about a homeless man and the homeless man was you know a Catholic and he used to his article was written by a man who knew him and he used he lived on the streets and he he was very holy. They used to, you know he was a very holy man. He came he was invited to dinner by the couple and he carried a bible with him an old worn out catholic bible he used to pray his rosaries and he talked so um they said he he was so saintly there was a, a a couple talked about him he was um just a saintly fellow uh you know he he knew the scriptures he knew the prayers he knew the mass it almost makes you wonder if he was a priest once or he was studying for the priesthood or something. And he, they said he, he, you know, the couple said he gave the most beautiful prayer at the dinner. He appreciated what they, what they did for him. And sadly, I think he died on the street. I don't know if he was hit by a car. I can't remember the article. It was many, many years ago. And um, he died. And the couple buried him, I believe. And it was just... Uh, interesting story now it made me connect it to Lazarus so you know there are all kinds of characters on the streets Lazarus um, was chose to be holy in the story and other there are other other some really demented people on the street just like in people not on the street just like we could have people at work that could be very demented in their private lives It's possible. It's not impossible, but you know, it's, you know, it's possible. And the rich man wanted Lazarus to dip his finger. In other words, to give him a slight, maybe, maybe it means a slight taste of heaven just to cool his torment just slightly bit, maybe. And Abraham said, no, it's impossible. You, you received what was good. And I guess he failed to, to use it to do good. Maybe he didn't give alms. Maybe he didn't help. Then he says, but now he's comforted here where you are tormented moreover between us and you a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours from your side to ours so in other words once like as as the church teaches us once we die that is it we are not there is no change there's no change in our state we had the opportunity as human beings while we were alive. There is no change Jesus is telling us after we die. It's over. You've chosen your destiny and you just you decided this is what you wanted. You chose like John Paul II says, hell is also choosing to be apart from God. So we have to remember that. Hell is choosing to be apart from God. Then he asked, well, if you could just send him to my father's house, I have five brothers. They need to be warned about this. And Abraham told him they have Moses and the prophets. And he said, no, father, if someone raised from the dead, they will, they will believe. And, you know, and he replied, they have Moses and the prophets he said, um, if someone, if someone from, raised from the dead, they will, they will repent. And he said, no. Abraham said to him, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded by someone who should rise from the dead. And that's true. It doesn't matter. For some people, if they love this life, if they choose to love this life, they will not be convinced. They will not be convinced if they love this life and they see that this is only the possibility. Science cannot make you into a good person. Science cannot. The science only reveals what is convenient. How we can learn about this physical world and about the the, the sciences or the how nature, how God set nature up, but only what God wishes to reveal. Money can't make you a good person. All right. Uh, politics cannot make you a good person. One has to choose and one has to, has to listen, listen to what science cannot teach, what money cannot do. And that is repent, repent of your sins. Believe, believe the gospel, repent and believe, repent and believe. This is what we have to do. We have to believe that. Some people just don't want to. Some people don't care. All right. I'm going to end it here and I'll be back for another, 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 the other day's readings. I think it's going to be going to be Fridays. So let's end it with an Our Father, Hail Mary, and a St. Michael. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. All right, folks. Um, Keep praying. Keep reading the scriptures. Keep being familiar. With the, with the Word of God. Make it part of you. And try to be patient uh, with people around you. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I know I'm going through that. I'm going through that, especially uh, not so much at work, but more with my neighbors. I like what GJ, G, uh, G.K. Chesterton said, love your neighbor and your enemies because they're, they're sometimes the same people.